Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. You know, we're continuing our examination through the 119th Psalm. And we're at the stanza that goes from verse 73 to verse 80. And we've covered the first, uh, what, five verses of this passage. Let me read that again to set the context, to set the understanding about what's happening here. Verse 73 says this, Your hands made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. May those who fear you see me and be glad because I wait for your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Oh, may your loving kindness comfort me according to your word to your servant. May your compassion come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. So you see a couple of things that are going on right here. First of all, he mentions this thing about uh, may those who fear you. Okay, those who fear you see me and be glad. He's about to pick that up at the end of the stanza. We've noticed that happens uh, several times in these stanzas, that he'll mention a somewhat new idea or topic in the first or second verse of the stanza, then mention it again later, sort of bookend that stanza with that thought. So he's saying this, the people who fear the Lord, may they see me and be glad, okay? <laughs> may them not be fearful to see me because I wait for your word. Folks, that is a biggie, 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 biggie right there, okay? And I know I've uh, reiterated it in several different ways, but I just, get, I just keep getting different feelings and insights into this. Uh, this is really a major problem sometimes within the body of Christ, something that you know I know a lot of us experience is that a lot of times we encounter people who profess to be believers. But guess what? They don't wait for the word of the Lord. They don't know the word of the Lord. Okay, this is a big problem, particularly when somebody uh, is not a person of their word and they're not a person of the word. And you will encounter this in religious organizational leadership where people are not people of the word and they don't keep their word. They're not a person of their word or of the word, either one. And it becomes quite a problem. So he says, I, I want to live in such a way, Lord, because I wait for your word that when people see me, that those who actually fear you will be glad to see me. And then he says, Lord, you know, bring forth your love and kindness to comfort me. Remember, he's going through times of affliction and he's given the Lord thanks again for this. We saw this in a previous uh, episode with the previous uh, stanza. Uh, that the Lord had afflicted him. And he says, you know what? You were faithful in that affliction because that affliction put me on the right path back to you. Now, let's pick up the last three verses that stands beginning with verse 78. May the arrogant be ashamed, for they subvert me with a lie, but I shall meditate on your precepts. <laughs> Boy, that's a loaded one. May the arrogant be ashamed. He's calling about for those who are proud and presumptuous and insolent before him, <coughs> the psalmist, and before the Lord, that they be ashamed. Why? Because they were subverting him. Subverting carries the idea here of bending the truth, of being crooked. And we find out how they're subverting him. They subvert me with a lie. 
He has people lying about him. He has people taking truth about some things and then perverting that. Most of the time when people lie, I think, about us, um, they'll start with a modicum of truth and interpret it wrong and then sort of twist it and do things like that. Sometimes it is just forthright and overt lies, just creation of accounts and stories that have no basis whatsoever in, a, in the truth of an event or something. And so what's he saying here? Lord, you, you put them to shame, okay? What am I going to do? He says, I shall meditate on your precepts. How do you respond to that? You keep your mind upon the word upon of the Lord, of the precepts, the principles of the Lord, upon his testimonies, upon his word. I'll be the first to testify. That's not always easy, <laughs> you know, because what do we want to do? We want to respond. We really want to defend ourselves. That's a biggie, right? We want to defend ourselves. There's nothing wrong with confronting untruths. There's nothing wrong with defending yourself with the truth. But there's a fine line with the motivation of the heart. Okay? So he says, I'm going to meditate on your precepts. You May the arrogant be ashamed because of what they've done. They're lying about me. I want to keep my focus and my attention upon your word and not upon the lying word that somebody else brings forth. Now, I will tell you, okay, I'll tell you from experience, when you sit there and you keep your uh, attention upon the precepts and you speak the precepts and you speak the truth in situations where you're being lied about or lies are being told, and you say, well, but what saith the Lord? What says the truth of the Lord? And you say what the truth of the word is, uh, people will get real defensive about that. I mean, people who profess to be believers, you know, they'll sit there and just, you know, tell you to quit quoting the Bible at them and that kind of stuff, okay? It's, it's very, very common for that kind of thing to happen. Yet, fear not, always meditate upon the precepts and the word of the Lord and speak it forth. The next verse, verse 79. May those who fear you turn to me, even those who know your testimony. So there's that idea of picking up that fear thing that we saw in verse 74. He said, may they be glad to see me, okay? Now he's saying, hey, those who fear you, may they turn to me. And I really think that's a cry of a lot of our hearts. Lord, gather us together. Those who truly fear you, bring us together as your body, not as this exclusive enclave of believers where someone who's an unbeliever can't come in or anything like that. No, 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 no. Because we are the same spirit and the same heart. Lord, you gather us together that we will know your testimonies even more. Then last verse, verse 80. May my heart be blameless in your statutes so that I will not be ashamed. See, he called in verse 78 for the arrogant to be ashamed because it's averting him. They're telling lies. But he's saying here, hey, may my heart be blameless in your statutes that I will not be ashamed. You know, it'd be real easy to sit there. God, may these arrogance be ashamed and that your heart not be motivated right. But the last verse of the stanza that the psalmist gives us here is a check on his heart. He says, Lord, may my heart be blameless in your statutes so that I will not be ashamed. So he's saying, Lord, these things that I've, I've declared right here in this stanza, that your hands, that you made me by your hands, you fashioned me, please give me understanding. Give me your commandments. I want to learn your commandments. I'm waiting for your Lord, for your word. I want your loving kindness to comfort me according to your uh, word. And I want your compassion upon me. And I'm declaring, Lord, that your law is my delight. But even in the midst of all that, 
I want to make sure my heart is not puffed up because of that, that my heart is blameless while you're doing all this so that I will not be ashamed. See, there's the shame of the one that is uh, subverting and lying and all that. There's also the shame of the self-righteous one. There's the shame of the one who is proud of the knowledge that they have in the Lord and proud of what God is doing in their life. You know, the Lord can actually be doing these great things, and we have to be careful to make sure that our heart is blameless before him. So he's crying out to God. He said, Lord, may my heart be blameless in your statutes. See the statutes and the commandments and the word of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the law of the Lord will keep our heart from being that way. If we are in it and if we give heed to it, if we allow that word just to wash us continually. Some profound truths in these stanzas right here. I hope you all are taking time just to read them. Psalm 119. This is a place that we can dwell until we see the Lord again, right? Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you in the next episode.